Welcome to The Omnibus Show, a program for people who are interested in everything, with deep conversations on a wide variety of subjects. And now, your host, Dave Gibbs. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Omnibus Show, the program for people who are interested in everything, with deep conversations on a wide variety of subjects. This week's guest is Jeff Worrell. He is at large Carmel City Council member who previously presided over the council and has served on the Carmel Redevelopment Commission for over 15 years, which has played a large part in developing Carmel from a suburban city of Indianapolis to its own destination. He's an entrepreneurial businessman who created the medical equipment company Advantage Medical, then sold it to the Scripps companies. Jeff has been deeply involved in the civics of Carmel during the 30 plus years that he and his family have lived here, including leading the Chamber of Commerce, Carmel Fest board member, council liaison for Crystal Kindle Market, our Christmas market. He also serves on many boards that include Rotary, the Parks Board, St. Vincent Carmel Hospital, his church, as well as having written for the current newspaper, co-hosting the TV show Connecting with Carmel, and he founded the Good Day Carmel Newsletter. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you for having me. You've done quite a bit there. I'll tell it's you It's good what. to have you here today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, your involvement in the city of Carmel is quite extensive. I could go on for hours just talking ah, about that. Ah, but let's that. not. <laughs> You've left a strong imprint on the city. And um, going into chapter one, would you please tell us about your entrepreneurial journey and how you made Advantage Medical um, happen? Sure, sure. Um, well, uh, and I do love Carmel, so it's been this has been a labor of love. But I moved to uh, Carmel back in 1988, and I had started a, uh, a medical equipment company that specialized in physical therapy equipment. And um, I learned a lot because I started out with a partner, mm -hmm. and um, that relationship soured eventually, and I learned the importance of documents you sign on day one can come back to haunt you mm. on day uh, year three or whatever. Yes. And that did happen to me. So uh, we split, not amicably, we split through a lawsuit uh, where I ended up taking over the company, handling all the debt and taking care of that, and uh, and then going from there to a great, you know, it was a wonderful experience. But I learned a very valuable lesson about partnerships. Yes. What a lot of people don't know about Indiana is that we actually have a number of significant uh, medical equipment companies. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, yours was one of them. Yeah. And um, we, as I said, specialized in physical therapy equipment. Mm -hmm. And we now um, have two of the largest private, uh, well, actually one is, an, is a, um, is a, uh, a stock company um, and a public company, I should say, and one is owned by private equity, but two out of the top five, over uh, 2,500 clinics nationwide. They're growing, wow. and we handle all that, as, as well as your typical physical therapy uh, clinic that's on the street corner in your local local community. Yeah. Well, personally, I've, um, I had an arm problem that I had to go to the St. Vincent um, here in Carmel, mm -hmm. um, physical therapy, and they've got a great team, mm -hmm. and they had um, 
great equipment and and helped me mm-hmm. get my arm back to normal so well that's what we do that equipment came from advantage medical st vincent uh being one of our great clients and very yeah. proud of the, very very proud of the work that they do and the fact that they're one of our clients yes well that's fabulous and, and then now on the civic side um one as i said earlier one could go on for hours but um what would you say is your greatest contribution to the city of carmel Mm, that's a great question. Um, if I had to just, I guess, narrow it down to one concept, it would be um, trying to remain positive, mm-hmm. speak well of our community and the people uh, that are in it, whether we agree or disagree, sure. but trying to uh, return a level of statesmanship to um, to Carmel. When I first ran for office one of the one of the reasons i ran is because it it felt to me like our government in karma was broken very divisive a lot of arguing a lot of um airing dirty laundry in the Mm. newspaper on tv etc and i just felt like we could do better so one of the promises i made when i ran for office that first time was to promise never to disparage my community or uh, my colleagues or the people in it, and that has served me well, and it, it's something that people have remembered me for. But you know, uh, Good Day Carmel was another uh, way that I would help to try and bring positivity to our community by sharing every day um, to our readership positive uh, stories about people, places, things, activities in Carmel, and that that's also been something. So I would say, okay. trying to. Um, develop a sense of statesmanship, taking the high road, being positive, uh, being very transparent, communicating, collaborating, collaborating, I should say. Sure. Well, that's a very good quality in these days, particularly now. Well, even in politics. Especially in politics. (laughs) But um, so 88 it was Mm -hmm. when you moved to town. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when I Actually, I moved to Seattle that year. Oh. And um, that was um, quite a good year for me in my life and quite a good year for you and your family. But when you first moved here then, um, because I came through here with a girlfriend to a a wedding. Mm -hmm. I I wasn't very, I was 65 down to uh, to Bloomington for Mm -hmm. IU and then back home in northwest Indiana. And then eventually I moved here. But um, uh, when you first moved here, tell us, how is that? That what was it like and how has it transitioned? Well, it was very, very different. I believe that we were probably a population of under twenty thousand mm-hmm. when I first moved here. Um, I believe that the year Mayor Brainer took over in '96, we were at twenty-five thousand population. So now we're at one hundred and one thousand. So very, very different. Um, so I had my company. And one of the things that I did was I joined the Chamber of Commerce. And so um, by joining the Chamber of Commerce, we thought everything was just perfect and fabulous. We were your typical suburban uh, suburban community. And <clears throat> there wasn't much to do in Carmel after 8 or 9 o'clock. Well, for sure, after 9 o'clock, but 8 o'clock at night. There, You know, we just we went to work. Most people worked out of Carmel sure. somewhere. And then we came home. We had fantastic schools, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't even really have much parkland 
or uh, we certainly didn't have a downtown. So it was just a, it was just, we were a bedroom community. Yeah, a bedroom. And, I grew up in a bedroom community in, in, in Munster, Indiana, yeah. state. And Lovely very much, community. very much like that. Was yeah. Dad would go to work and come home and. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, there was certainly uh, the Rotary Club and the Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Those were probably, really, those were so much more important back then because there was nothing else to compete. Right. There wasn't entertainment. There wasn't um, other things to do. You know, here we are at Feinstein's, and, you know, the lobby of the hotel is always engaged, regardless of anything going on. It's always activated up there, and mm -hmm. that's something that just didn't exist. Yeah. No, this is, this is um, a very, very cosmopolitan um, hotel. It's a boutique, and, um, and, and Feinstein's is, is like... Um, Cabaret out of um, like one of the, I'm thinking of one of the hotels in um, New York City yeah. around um, mm -hmm. the park, Central Park. Well, and that is the concept. Have you been mm -hmm. to a show here yet? I haven't yet. We got to get you here. All it's right. fabulous. And anyone that might be listening, it's it's just, it's something in 1988 that did not exist. And of course, I have to credit Mayor Brainerd and his vision uh, when he took office in 1996 for wanting to wanting to do all this. I remember, so I said I was involved in the chamber, and I remember <clears throat> uh, that year, I would, the year that Mayor Brainerd took office, I was president of the chamber. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he's the new mayor. No one really knows him, and he wants to come uh, just present, meet the uh, board of directors for the Chamber of Commerce. So we were in an old farmhouse on Main Street just east of Range Line. No one can even remember that it was there, but that was the headquarters for the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. And we were up in the attic of this old farmhouse, huge conference table. And back in those days, it would be your bankers and your lawyers and business owners and CPAs who were the leadership of Carmel back in those days. He comes rolling in with all of these huge poster boards of what he thought Carmel could be. They mm -hmm. were architectural renderings. And he makes this presentation we're sitting on Main Street, nothing like what it looks like now. Yes. And no one in that room, including me, could imagine that he could even accomplish half of it. Mm -hmm. And as we know, um, and I have been lucky enough to uh, play along in that, um, in that arena, but um, he has, he did what he said he would do. Yeah. So it's just, it's a, so to your question, so much different. Now I feel like we've got not only um, a wonderful place to send your children to school, mm -hmm. but we have a beautiful place to live. We have a beautiful, active, interesting in uh, lifestyle and um, quality of life, and we have um, a variety of people with variety interests, variety of tastes who come here to live, who want to live, mm -hmm. and that just expands my horizons as well. Yes. It's fascinating because that's it's it's a it's a very much a dynamic town. It is, and we're you know uh, we're going to have a big transition, um, mm -hmm. you know, with the um, the new mayor uh, coming in. And so it's it's all about what's the next best thing. How do we keep being number one? And that's something that I'm really focused about. Well, thank you, Jeff. Well, that's it for chapter one, and we'll be back soon with chapter two. Thank you.
Well, welcome back. We're here for chapter two with Jeff Worrell um, here at Feinstein's in the Hotel Carmichael in Carmel, Indiana. And civics is a very important aspect of our communities. What would you suggest people do to get involved with their own town, their city or their town, um, taking into account their, their time constraints and, and their talents? Well, that, that's a great question. I would, maybe I can just relate it to how I got involved. Sure. Um, when I started my company, I think I might have mentioned this, I joined the Chamber of Commerce. And the thing that was unique about that was that it was an opportunity for me to not only connect with other business owners, mm -hmm. but I connected with the leadership of our community. So, you know, yes, the, the bankers and the lawyers and the accounts and everybody that's out there leading the community, but also the fire chief, the police chief, and in my case, eventually the mayor. Uh, when I first joined, it was Mayor Ted Johnson, mm -hmm. who I got involved and asked me, he asked me if I would take over our 4th of July celebration, which was called Carmel Fest. And that, um, that saying yes to that, that one thing is why I believe I'm sitting here talking to you today as a Carmel City Councilor. Because that was, um, back in those days, now we have lots of festivals now, but Carmel Fest was the only, you know, everybody gathered on July 3rd and 4th to celebrate our country's founding. And it was a great, it was the major thing and a great way to connect with all the different assets of our community from city assets to private assets to people who just wanted to be a part of it. And so I really learned how to run an organization, get involved, interact with all the different entities that require, uh, you know, cooperation. And it's frankly where I learned how to light a match and launch the fireworks, <laughs> uh, which is my favorite part. So, but that was 30 years. I just had my 30th anniversary last year of working well, happy on anniversary. Carmel. Thank you. Thanks. But so to anyone that might be thinking about it, you have to, you know, want to. Mm -hmm. And then it, I, I would say it's finding one thing, focus on it. Now, maybe it's not a festival. Maybe it is simply helping, um, it, like with our Carmel Youth Assistance Program or any of the other charitable organizations. We have hundreds of nonprofit organizations who have um, their specialty, their niche, and it is those connections that you make as you have to interface with other organizations. And, and like I said, with the city, that really helped me to get involved and took me to Rotary and to St. Vincent's and all these other entities I'm involved in. Well, that's very good advice. I think with a lot of um, the divisiveness out there, the best thing one can do today is get involved locally and, and, and be constructive. That's right, and we need people. Um, I routinely hear from somebody who says, I've just retired. I've been 100% focused first on my family, then as family got older, my career, you know, all that kind of stuff, and all of a sudden I'm now retired, how can I get involved in Carmel? Send me your resume. We have this folder that we keep when we have committees, commissions, boards, um, activities where we need people to get involved, and we will plug you in. One of the best ways is to just uh, go to the city's website and sign up for Volunteer Carmel, which is um, a kind of an ambassador core that we create for 
residents in Carmel who want to get connected. Then you can tell us what your skills are, you'll stuff envelopes, or you'll direct traffic. You know, sure. from A to Z, soup to nuts, we've, we've got a place for you in Carmel. Wow, well that's very good. Thank you. And I, I, I'm going to expect you to do that. You're, in between podcasts, we need you to volunteer at Carmel, for Carmel. All right. Well, we'll talk you, about that. You don't that. sound very excited. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking of my next question, but I am excited about Okay, gotcha. About okay. <laughs> but we did talk before the show about um, yes, Sister Cities. Yes. Sister yes. Cities, I've been on those before. And that's an expertise you have. We would love to uh, take our five Sister Cities and turn them into six. There we go. That sounds very good. Well, thank you very much. Now, in your, your recent uh, campaign for city council, you did a video on the issue of debt. Considering both sides, it's taking both sides of the, the view of, of that on debt um, <clears throat> and, um, and the concern for growth in, in the city and limiting spending, you pointed out the use of debt. Can you explain for our larger audience how this works um, to the community's advantage? Because I think that video was very helpful because debt, people see it from different angles. Right. Um, so I have been known to say that I believe our debt is really an asset of our community. Now, now I do not mean asset from the financial term, but asset is in a treasure. And the reason I say that is because our debt has allowed us to create the infrastructure <clears throat> and provide a community while we're growing. And we are absolutely still in our growth phase. Now, we're, we might be in maybe chapter three, uh, heading to chapter four, but we are definitely still a growing community. And this is the time you want to invest. But it has been really the secret to our success, that financial engine. Here's what I mean by that. Well, the first thing I'll say to allay any concerns is when it comes to debt, I think you, to be fair, what I ask people is, number one, well, you, we must talk about debt in relation to our income. Same thing for me when I had a mortgage. I was a young, you know, young family, needed a, a, a roof over our heads. I couldn't reach into my pocket and pay for a full house, but by using debt wisely, I was able to get into a home sell that home, move into a bigger home, sell that one, and, and kind of parlay that into taking care of my needs at the time based on what I could afford. It's the same thing with the city. Our debt, and people are hearing these huge numbers, 1.5 billion. Well, those numbers are somewhat skewed, but even if it was 1.5 billion, which it's not, it's really 884 million in principle, um, but what, what is the relation to our income? Our assessed value, which is what our revenue is based on, is $10.6 billion. So, um, so you have to take that into account. But the other question I ask people is, well, tell me what, what worries you about our debt. When you hear Carmel has too much debt, what does that make you feel like? What are you worried about? What are your concerns? And frankly, what I've learned is that it comes from people's understanding of how our federal government approaches debt. Mm -hmm. And really, that's deficit. Right. Carmel doesn't have a deficit. We have a balanced budget every year because by state law, we can't have a deficit. So we can only spend what we can afford. 
All right, could we spend less? Well, let's talk about that. Right now, the way the numbers are um, in my most recent video, which is totally up to date, the residential property taxpayer is only responsible for 13% of that debt. So let's think about that. So if I'm fearful that we have too much debt or we're deficit spending, but only as a residential property taxpayer, I'm only concerned about 13% of it, who's paying the rest of it? Mm -hmm. Well, the secret to our success is, is that it is being paid for by the businesses who want to come to Carmel because of the community that we've built, great transportation, great schools, active lifestyle, and so they then bring jobs. And so they pay commercial property taxes, which is about 48%. The jobs they bring is around 18%. And then we also are the only community in Hamilton County to own our own utilities. That is paid for 100% by user fees. Mm -hmm. No tax dollars go into that. And we even, we even uh, process Westfield's wastewater sewage so um so we're actually making a few bucks on westfield so it is a it's well managed debt that is being used wisely in order to build the infrastructure that you see i hope that wasn't too blah 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 but no that, that no. is i think it's informative because um i mean i've been in business like you've been in business and i think your business background in entrepreneurship has informed you from what I'm hearing on on the knowledge of that and that is a lot to bring into um, city government and that the city leaders know that is very helpful and it's just it can be easily misunderstood when not fully understand that's why conversate more people need to go and listen to what's going on yeah I hope they'll watch my video where I've I try and uh, succinctly kind of narrow it down with some visuals, sure. and that can be... You know, I'll, I'll big, post yeah, that. Yeah, we'll we'll post that on um, the notes um, on the, on the, the notes in the description. Mm -hmm. And so, well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. What, what is next for Jeff Worrell and uh, coming up with the City of Carmel? Well, um, you know, we have six new city councilors, uh, which will be joining our full council of nine. So I'll be one of three incumbents. And so I intend to, just like was done for me when I was a new councilor, I want to provide some leadership, some opportunity to immerse our new councilors in how the city works, here are the connections that you need to make with staff, with departments, to understand what the departments all do in order to make sure that you are effective in representing uh, the residents who live in your district. So that's number one. And certainly helping with the transition from the old mayor to a new administration. I currently serve as the president of the city council, and I feel like that's a role that um, you know we'll know after the general election who everybody is and, um, and then can take over in making sure there's a smooth transition into 2024. But I also, I think I mentioned, I wanna help find what's the next, how do we continue to be number one? So we're number one at so many things right now, mm -hmm. uh, safety, best place to live in America, best schools, you know, all these kind of things. And so I wanna make sure that we stay out in front just as 30 years ago, 
uh, city leaders way before me decided that they would have a wonderful sign ordinance that set us apart and, and kept all the clutter out of our air and created the Meridian Corridor, which is the base of our financial stability. Those kind of things we have to keep pushing, keep finding the next. And without Mayor Brainerd here, it's up to the rest of us mm -hmm. to now look for the next best thing, the next right thing to do for our residents. Well, thank you. Um, certainly, Carmel is, is taking a lead in that. And it seems that a lot of the urban dynamics are changing in our country and that there is a growing, not just Carmel, but uh, cities across the country that are not of, you know, Indianapolis, Chicago, New York size, but they're creating a new dynamic and um, what I call them destination cities, where they're their own place, they have their own identity, and they're That's not right. just merely a, a bedroom community. You are absolutely correct and I appreciate you bringing that up because that's also another reason that you still see office space being built in Carmel because we have regional and smaller HQs that uh, may have multiple uh, facilities throughout the country not just one big HQ in downtown Indianapolis but want to have them in the areas where their employees live and so that's why we are so well situated to take advantage of our changing you know, business environment and how communities um, meet the needs of their citizens where I don't have to go to Nora or go to Indianapolis for a show. I do go to a Colts game, of course, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, how I don't have to leave Carmel for most things unless I choose to leave Carmel. Sure. Well, great. Well, Jeff, thank you for your, your telling us your story sure. and for sharing your civic insights. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to our next episode with you on The Omnibus Show. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Omnibus Show. If you enjoyed this program, please like, share, and subscribe to continue the conversation. For The Omnibus Show newsletter, please sign up at theomnibusshow.com.